Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tom's Poppin' Radio Show, the show where we talk about everything pop culture related, uh, from movies to TV to games and all that jazz. to see you again people of hillsborough community college or hcc for short and i'm here with my co-host noah and let me pass the mic over to him so he can get his uh ego boost out of the way <laughs> lights camera action as my co-host tommy said it's time for the spectacular hour of listening to us exactly that, to... tommy? i said i said us exactly you need an ego boost too every now and then. Well, well, I uh, thanks. I guess <laughs> it's the first time you included me in your little rants from our somebody intros. Had to, <laughs> somebody had to be nice during this podcast. We can't all be self-absorbed. I mean, it's that's uh, that's a little bit me? hypocritical coming from you, my my boy. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you it's uh, me? hey, okay, you're a. You're a fun guy, all right? You're a fun guy to be around, okay? Thank you, Tommy. But And I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. Oh, come on. I don't swing that way. <laughs> you look like wink, you might wink. swing that way, but, you know, it's... We don't judge here, all right? That's... that's everyone's... Everyone is acceptable no matter what your gender or what which way you swing or any of that jazz, so... Um, Thus, our nominate anonymity did i say that right not sure but anyway anatomy of this podcast you can't see our faces but you can hear our booming voices but trust me we are both very attractive men <laughs> yeah but uh anyways that's enough of that so what are we going to be doing for the show today well first up we've got a story about butch hartman butch, Har- Har- Blech, butch hartman my bad uh, getting caught tracing his artwork. We got a story about Grand Theft Auto V getting banned in Chicago. And we also have a story about uh, just how well the Super Mario 3D World game is doing right now. So, Plus if you want to. native segments. Exactly. So, if you want to listen to all of that, just stick around right, out, right after the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, well, we just started the show, so congratulations, you made it. But um, what we're going to talk about right now is, did you, hmm? And then go ahead. I'll I'll give my ben- my witty banter later. So what we're going to talk about is a story revolving Butch Hartman, the creator of Nickelodeon's beloved Fairly Odd Parents. Um, and Danny Phantom. And Danny Phantom. And Tough your Puppy. histories right there, people. Pretty much, yeah. If you grew up watching Nickelodeon, there's a good chance you grew up watching Butch Hartman's shows. So uh, he's a very important person for a lot, a lot of our childhoods. But uh, he's been up in some controversy, and I, I must say, I've noticed ever since he became a content creator on YouTube, he's been getting more involved in 
you know, controversies and whatnot. And we've got us the most recent controversy uh, is tracing and it's not necessarily new. He's gotten in trouble for this before, but he's gotten in trouble for this again because of a new uh, because of an a piece of an art commission that he's posted. So we'll read this article by the things to get more context on what's happening. The Fairly Odd Parents have been one of the most beloved cartoons in the new millennium. For years, Butch Hartman has brought other cartoons while working at Nickelodeon, including Danny Phantom and Tough Puppy. He has since moved on to YouTube to become an independent creator, but has been called out for his sketchy behavior, including minimizing mental health issues and misleading supporters of his Kickstarter campaign with his streaming company, Oaxis Entertainment. Hartman has recently done a commission for Mikasa Arkman, a widely popular character from the hyped and well-liked anime Attack on Titan. He would trend on Twitter due to knowingly tracing artwork, pose and all. When it comes to the cartoons he created, Hartman is definitely talented, but it is inexcusable to trace someone else's work, especially when charging a whopping $200 or for a less detailed, simpler drawing for Mikasa. The original art of the Attack on Titan character is done by Japanese artist O28Ton. Ever since Hartman posted his traced art, the original post has been getting more support and love, currently getting over 80,000 likes and 16,000 retweets. They have responded to the reports they've received from the commenters and thanked them for bringing awareness to this situation. While it is saddening to see someone that brought memorable shows to life be a con artist and unoriginal today, just remembering how great the shows are and the memories they bring are what are more important. And this is an article by the Thanes. And yeah, and obviously this is just a regular audio only radio show. So we can't actually show you anything. But if you go on Butch Hartman's Twitter and you look at his commission post and you look at O28 Tons original artwork. These two artworks are extremely similar. From the pose to the hair to the detail, everything. It's extremely similar. And I can't, and unfortunately, there's no visual for me to show this to you, but it, it's extremely similar if you look up Butch Hartman's Twitter or if you look up uh, O28 Ton on Twitter. Now, it's not the first time Butch Hartman has been in this car controversy before. He did an extremely similar thing uh, back, I think it was around a year ago, when Butch Hartman had, because uh, Butch Hartman, he sometimes uh, posts the commissions he, he gets ordered to his Twitter. Uh, and he had a couple different commissions. Uh, one commission for Ronchon from... Ron, Ron and a Half. It's an anime series. I think that's the correct name. And the other character was Dib from Invader Zim. Um, both of these characters were traced, traced to the to every line and to every detail. Um, um, on you know Butch Hartman's commissions. And uh, yeah, and, and for those two. And for those two commissions, it was the original artwork that he traced. Um, but I think for this new one, I'm not sure if this is the original manga creator or if this is a fan. I, you know, b 
believe this is a just someone who's a fan of the manga. Um, and yeah, it's he in yeah, and it's he. And here's what's really awful about this is that you're basically for those two original pieces, you're basically charging uh two hundred bucks. Butch Hartman is charging two hundred bucks for these two for pieces of art that are essentially the exact same like it's okay to trace art if you're just starting out like it's the same thing is true for you know what i'm doing or if you're doing stand-up comedy or whatnot but if you're just copying uh line for line what someone else is doing in you know and you're re and you're selling it for like a whopping 200 bucks that's essentially you're making you're profiting off of plagiarism and the, the Mikasa artwork that we were talking about in this story, this is what he's he's gotten he's gotten criticized for recently. Um, that artwork isn't even as good of quality as the original piece. The original piece is beautiful. It, it, it there's a lot of talent behind it. Um, uh, but the artwork that Butch Hartman posted didn't have nearly as much effort and you could just see it you know if uh you looked at the at the drawing it, it looked like it was something that was drawn by a you know a middle schooler who's just starting out on drawing that's no offense to middle schoolers but i'm just saying his artwork wasn't even up to par with the original artwork he was tracing off of and yeah it's it's a, it's just a huge ripoff it, it almost sort of be a crime that that Butch Hartman is doing this, you know. Um, no, but Noah, what's what, what's your take on this story? A sad day when when someone can fall that low who brought so much joy. Yeah, yeah, it, it is really unfortunate. And just as the article says, we have to remember Butch Hartman uh, created some pretty significant. He made some pretty significant, you know, characters like Danny Phantom, like. Uh, um, you know, like the Fairly Art Parents or Tough Puppy. I know that one, that third show is not quite as popular as the other two, but I enjoyed it as a kid. I, I enjoyed most, most if not all of his shows as a kid. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, and and again, I mentioned so the Oasis Entertainment thing and his comments on mental health. He he's done some other scummy stuff too in the past, and we don't really have time to get into the other stuff. It's just uh, for now, it's. It's 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 not a great look for Butch Hartman. This is a, um, yeah. It, it's come on, just it, you make your own style. You know, work, work. If you're gonna become an art commissioner, work on your own style. Develop your own, you know, way of doing things before you actually charge people how to do it. And Butch Hartman, he already had developed his own style. I think here here's what's really ironic. I think. You know, this is just my opinion, but the people who commissioned for artwork uh, by Butch Hartman, um, I, I think they wanted to see those characters done in his art style, you know, like the Fairly Odd Parents art style and all of that. But they just look like the original characters and, you know, the characters, how they were originally presented, you know, both Dib, Ron Chan and... Uh, Mikasa, they all, Mikasa just looks like a watered down version of, um, 
a, a watered down version of like the original artwork. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the story. Uh, and yeah, it's really unfortunate. But uh, we're uh, our times coming. Our is our times running low on this segment? I know, I know, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're running. Our times running short on this segment. So, uh, we're gonna be on a break and. Coming up after the break, we will be discussing um, the Grand Theft Auto V getting banned, though just the game being banned from being sold at all over in Chicago, and uh, that's a pretty wild story. And we'll see you back. We'll see you in a little bit for that. Hello and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing the Butch Hartman controversy uh, that was going on on Twitter um, uh, just the other day. But now we've got a very uh, crazy story. And it, honestly, th- this is a story that really makes me angry. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five was recently banned from being sold um, in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll explain why in a bit when it makes me angry. But first, you know, I need to give you guys context for what's going on. Um, a lawmaker from Chicago's South Side. Oh, and this article comes from Fox News, by the way. A lawmaker from Chicago's South Side introduced a bill last week that calls for a ban on some video games in an effort to fight the city's recent uptick in violent crimes, including carjackings. The Chicago Sun-Times reported that Representative Marcus Evans Jr. has called for an amendment to an existing law that would bar the sale of games that depict motor vehicle theft with driver with a driver or passenger present. Fox 32 reported that early Walker uh, philanthro- philan- yeah, philanthrop- philanthropist in <laughs> uh, the city said video games like Grand Theft Auto could have an impact on young minds. The report pointed out that there, that some of the carjacking suspects in the city are not even old enough to legally drive. Chicago police say carjacking rose to about 135% last year from 1,415 and continue at a high place this year. The report pointed out that the gang has been banned or censored in other countries. The idea of the legislation is to prevent these games from being sold to children in the city. And even though Fox News, I understand it's, it's a very, you know, biased news source and it can have its own biases uh this report was was uh contribute the associated press contributed to this report so i just want to mention that and again this is an article by fox news so let me get into why this story actually makes me angry and it's because whenever there's a political issue whether it's issues on misogyny or sexism or mass shootings or school shootings people seem to love to point video games as the culprit for these issues and and say it's the video game's fault that these problems exist 
and it really annoys me because they're they're really just using video games as an escape go to you know avoid what's really causing the issue you know um so like for gun control for example you know it, uh, f when it comes to issues on guns you know some people some politicians like to blame video games as a result for you know uh massive spikes in gun crimes and whatnot you know they blame video games so oh video games are what are causing so many mass shootings or what are causing so many school shootings or you know you know or really and 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 they uh, or you know they never look to issues on why it could be because of we you know we don't have st enough strict gun laws or maybe we we need if we need to put more of an emphasis on mental health in order to curb it you know i'm not trying to play one side or the other i'm just saying these are solutions that both sides of the political aisle have brought up and but they always go back to video games and, and, and again it's not just with guns but again the, when they talk about you know things like misogyny and sexism they also like to point the figure finger at video games and say that it's the video games that are the issue and it really gets under my skin because you know you can't blame media for an individual behavior you know if someone you know if someone gets influenced you know because you never see this type of argument or you rarely ever see this type of argument for movies and whatnot like oh someone there's too many movies out there and it's all the movies that are what's causing all this violence or what, what's causing all this toxic behavior and it's like you know you never see you see that same argument made with like movies or or, or tv shows um and granted you know video games can influence people to commit violence but so can movie but but so can movies people there have been stories where people have gotten influenced from movies and tv shows to commit acts of violence it it's you know you you, you might as well ban all media at that point and go ahead noah you, you what would you want to say no i'm no fan of grand theft auto but i have to agree with my friend here that banning a video game won't solve anything it is the video game that's a problem it's how to it's how people are taught to deal with playing video games because you're supposed to distinguish good from bad reality from fiction so it's really on the responsibility of of someone's upbringing that's the result of it exactly thank you and i'm glad you agree with me and 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 to be honest noah i think most people are our age from pe people from our generation and millennials they all agree with us we all grew up playing video games so we understand that it's not the video games alone that turn us violent that's not that's not how media works you know it's mainly it, the people who mainly push the, this type of argument and legislation are people who are boomers people who are very old who didn't grow up with video games and you know they're you know it's people who don't understand the the media as a whole you know it's 
you know, we were sort of in a... A crude, a crude generalization. Well, yeah, okay, so not every old person, not, not not every old person is clueless about video games, but generally, you know, old people um, just aren't, don't know that much about games. Like, you're, you're absolutely right, right Noah, like my grandmother, um, she was a fan of video games, but most people, most people who are, I would say people who are Gen X and people who are baby boomers, um... They didn't really grow up with video games. And so because of that, as time went on and games became more mainstream, they weren't, they didn't really understand the technology. It's sort of like, you know, why uh, some, you sometimes uh, hear about that stereotype of a old person not knowing how to use their phone or whatever like uh, you know my mother you know my mom's and you know almost in her 60s and she has a similar problem whenever she tries to you know work her apple tv i have to you know have to you know constantly remind her on like how to you know use the apple remote but and uh but yeah and i think um but yeah it's it it just really annoys me the 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 point i'm trying to get across it's you know it, you know they they did the same thing with comic books many years ago there was that whole comics code and you know comics were basically forced to become more kid friendly in order in order for the 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 medium to even stay afloat um and uh you know it's it's not as bad with video games because we actually have the rating system but one thing I, I do want to point out real quick before we have to wrap up the segment is that, you know, why ban video games? Just ban the video game as a whole. If, if you're worried that young people like 12 or 13 years old are going to get influenced by these games, why not just have a restriction on what people from what age can are legally allowed to buy it? You know, like Grand Theft Auto is a mature rated game, 17 and older. Why not just have a law that says you have to be, you know, legally... I, I know stores like GameStop have their policies, but why not make that a, a, a law, a Chicago law as a whole? Why ban the entire game together? I, you know, I'm rambling on. Uh, we we got to wrap this up, folks. Uh, coming up, we will be discussing uh, immortal TV shows and why TV shows last as long as they do. So stick around for that, folks. We will see you right after the break.
back to the show you're listening to tom's poppin radio show on hcc's hawk radio so if you're just tuning in we were discussing uh chicago's uh you know recent decision to ban the sale of grand theft auto 5 and the, the, the in general the story made me angry you know noah seemed to agree with me for most of my points but now we're just gonna have a little bit of a conversation immortal tv shows so Noah, this was your suggestion to bring up this topic. So what exactly do you mean by immortal TV shows? By immortal TV shows, I mean shows that have been on since we were kids, been as long as on as long as we can remember, and are likely to still be on when we were long gone. For well, example, the fan favorite, the legend itself, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yep. Well, it's not just uh, you know, shows that have been around since we were born. I mean uh, some of these show, these immortal shows that you describe have been around since way before we were born. Like The Simpsons. The Simpsons is a good example of this. The Simpsons started in the early 90s, and yet they're still going strong to this day. Now, granted, when it comes to The Simpsons, SpongeBob, any shows like that, you could make the argument that the the current seasons aren't as good of aren't as great as the earlier seasons were you know you know they say the they've said they've made people have made that argument with uh spongebob you know the current seasons aren't as good as the original four seasons or that the simpsons show that the new seasons aren't anywhere near as good as the first eight seasons of the show um and uh it's you know, and so yeah, quality can vary, but for the most part, we can agree, yeah, that there are some shows that just seem to go on for a really long time, and uh, it, it seems kind of, it seems just sort of, 
not random, but it's crazy for how long these shows can last. Like, they have to have a lot of writers on board to be able to do this. You know what I mean? Like, The Simpsons, for example. Um, I don't think any of the people who originally worked on The Simpsons back during those original eight seasons are still on. I think they pretty much all of the, all the show's creators have left to do bigger and better things. Well, Marvel TV shows always seem to find a way to survive. When you, every they never really seem to have a general shows like these never really seem to have a general plot to begin with. If a show right. has a plot, it, it's bound to end. Point A, point B, that kind of thing. Yeah. Marvel TV shows, they're just random misadventures. They don't have to end unless the show wants them to end. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if if a show, you know. It, you know, you have to keep in mind that TV shows and networks, those are corporations. And uh, what what makes those companies, what, what makes those networks money is TV shows that do well in views. So if they have a show that's extremely popular and it's a big moneymaker, they're going to milk that show for as, mu for as much as it's worth. And actually, uh, Stephen Hillenberg, you know, rest in peace to him. Um, he was actually, that's something he was worried about with SpongeBob. Um, he noticed like there was a, there was an old story. Like he once told a story about how he was going to a store or, or the restaurant and he came across a, uh, a candy machine or a gumball machine that was themed to look like SpongeBob. And when Steven Hillenberg saw that, he had a realization like, oh my gosh, I've created uh, an extremely big and successful show. What's What What exactly is going to happen with this show, you know, long after I'm gone? Or like, what are they going to do with it, you know? Because you have to keep in mind, like, Steven Hillenberg would never wanted wanted this show to go on for as long as it did you know um he really the spongebob squarepants movie the first one uh because now i think they've got like three or four of them the the first spongebob squarepants movie was meant to be the finale to the show in general like that was supposed to be the official ending but you know because spongebob is such a popular show they kept rolling the ball and making new seasons and new episodes and all that and I think after that, like Steven Hillenberg basically left the show because he didn't want to continue the show anymore after that, with the exception of one of the newer seasons, because, you know, for whatever reason, he decided to come back to the show uh, some point. Like, I think it was like a within a year or two before he passed away. People like I think Nickelodeon, there were rumors. Uh, I have to specify these were rum rumors going around that Nickelodeon was intending on making spinoffs like steven hillenberg never wanted any like sequel shows prequel shows spinoffs anything like that but nickelodeon you know knowing that he was going to pass away because of you know of the disease that he had you know that he was fighting nickelodeon knew that uh had had, had allegedly known that that was going to happen and they were already planning out these spin-offs sequel shows and whatnot so that you know and and they would have these shows ready to be released after he passed which 
that's very scummy if they decided to do that. But again, I have to specify, those are just rumors. Um, Should shows Noah. like these be allowed to end, though? I mean, they're a part of our very culture. Um, well, I mean, you know, you could argue the same thing with, with Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld was a huge part of, of 90s culture. And when it c comes to sitcoms, um, uh, th that was a big part of American culture in the 90s. But even that show basically uh, had eventually ended at some point. Like, you know, there's that old saying that all good thing, all things must come to an end at some point. And that's true for movies, TV shows, video games. You know what? Uh, you know they all have an ending to them, um, and uh, sometimes and sometimes you can stretch a show for longer than what you can actually do with it. You know, you know. I I think they've done that with it, this. Might not count as an immortal show, but they've. Uh, I I think that's happened with Total Drama Island. Total Drama Island was a show that's been running for multiple seasons, and I think it's getting into the point now where. It, it's got and it got to the point where they were starting to run out of ideas for what they could do with it because their their latest series or, or their latest season was called Total Drama Rama and it was basically just a baby remake, a uh, show. yeah, kitty show exactly. And from what I've noticed, whenever a TV show resorts to the point where they have to use babies, where they just make the same show except they make they turn all the main characters into babies or toddlers or something like that that usually means that the show writers are running out of ideas for that show is what i've noticed so uh some shows i'd like to see run forever because i'm a big fan of some shows i'd like to see go on but i understand that that they should be allowed to end before they just become mundane i suppose well absolutely like you know and yeah, I think every show, no matter how great the show is, you know, I don't think it, uh, it can go on forever without some kind of quality drop. You know, we like to th think we want to get an endless amount of a certain type of show and whatnot, like, uh, but after you've had a certain amount of seasons, there's going to come to a point in the show where it's like, uh, we've, we've done all we can with this show and this concept. You know, this isn't a TV show, but that's sort of what happened with the f Friday the 13th films. You know, you know, there's only you can only make so many movies uh, uh, about a serial killer, you know, murdering people in a, you know, in a camp, in a, in a forest camp without it, without the concept getting still. So whatever. That's my two cents on the story. Uh, coming up next, we will be talking about more. Uh, well, we will be talking more about uh, we we will be talking about the state of movies and uh, we will be talking about the state of movies with uh, HBO Max. So stick around for that. We'll see you in a bit. Hello and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing, um, yeah, just immortal TV shows and why shows go on for so long. But we're now going to talk about from we're going to transition from TV shows and on with movies. 
we've got new well it's not news news but we're essentially just wanted to talk talk about the state of movies in 2021 with Since the, the pandemic coronavirus started. pandemic yeah exactly what what is what is going to be the state of movies and, and movie theaters now with the coronavirus pandemic still raging because something you have to keep in mind noah it's uh there really weren't a whole lot of movies that came out last year because of the coronavirus pandemic i don't know if you noticed but only you know besides the sonic movie last year m most movies either didn't come out at all or they came out on a streaming platform of some sort like the scooby movie is a, a perfect example of that the uh that film got pulled from theaters early and they and they slapped that uh movie on streaming services and whatnot so you know and, and another so another example would be disney plus's premier access yeah any where uh because uh, any disney movie that comes out in theaters you'll be able to get that movie in um you'll be able to view that movie in disney plus if i you know understand if i understand that correctly and as for DC, they've been airing their movies on HBO Max. Yes, because any... And, and that's actually what I wanted to get at real quick was because um, basically every Warner Brothers movie and I think pretty much any uh, film that's coming out this year that's owned under Warner Media, that movie is going to be on HBO Max the same day it's, as it's out on movie theaters. So... So it's it brings a so yeah it, it brings a conundrum like you know what's going to happen with movie theaters like I want to let me read let me read you a small piece from this article from Insider so you get an idea of what we're talking about uh, Warner Brothers had announced on Thursday that its entire 2021 slate will be available on HBO Max um, but you know there, there's a catch for this the, um, the movies will only be available. On the streaming service for the first month they're released and after that it'll be exclusively on movie theaters so there is some movie theater exclusivity but they will be available for a month or so uh, and then there's so far there's over 17 movies that will be available on HBO Max on HBO Max the day the same day they come out in theaters and what ha what has had me concerned about this ever since the COVID pandemic is what's this going to mean for movie theaters because even before covid you know there was some talk about uh streaming services and streaming platforms becoming the new normal like hey if you just want to watch a new movie you might as well do it from the convenience of your home and not have to drive out to a movie theater just to watch a movie you know and uh with the covid pandemic that it makes that reality seem all the more likely because now a lot of people have an incentive to stay home and not be able to go out to movie theaters and whatnot and again um because there there this is sort of been a new normal where people are enjoying the convenience of going out to uh, of staying at home to watch the latest film rather than going out to see it you know i think it, it gives 
it's going to give a lot of these studios like uh, an incentive to say or an incentive to say hey why don't we release our film on streaming platforms the same day that we have this up on movie theaters and a lot of movie theaters really don't like that because a lot of movie theaters understand that that might cost them business so and it's it's not a great it's not it's you know i'm concerned basically no do you have any they're always struggling to get people to come see the movie as it was with it premiering on streaming services from day one that'll diminish their actor theater occupancy by a lot yes indeed it'll really put a, a slow down like how much um people can actually you know go to the theaters because again if you have a choice between um staying at home to watch the, the, the newest film or going to movie theaters like which one would you choose most people would probably like the convenience and just say i would rather i would rather just watch it at home now granted there course there are some people who enjoy seeing the movies on the big screen yes um there are there are definitely some people who are like that um the people who are huge fans and and are passionate about movies they'll tend to go for movie theaters if they had the option because there's an experience with movie theaters that you can't quite get if you're just sitting alone at home you know like a movie theater movie theaters are a great place to go if you want to go out on a date or something or you want to hang out with a friend like i know one friend that's what we primarily did it was we went to the movie theater if uh you know whenever we decided to hang out um or it, you know it's it, it gives it it can give people a reason to go out and socialize you know much more so than if you uh, we're just staying home. I mean, you could have people over, but it's, I don't know. It's authentic. It, it doesn't have that same sort of feeling, you know, you know, when, when it, you know, when it, when it comes to being at home. I wonder how the actors feel about this. Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, you I think you used, used to be you used to be an inspiring actor. How would you feel if this happened to you? Well, I think uh, now I I could be wrong about this. I'm not an expert, but I think actors when whenever they get paid for their role in a film, how much they get paid depends on like how well the film did. You know, and if if the the film did really well in theaters, you know that gives theaters that gives actors more financial benefits because you know however well however many tickets sell in that movie theaters a portion of that money is going to go back to the actors especially if they were a lead role or something so yeah i would definitely if i was still if i was an actor t today i would definitely want to see this film being i, I would want to see my movies be in movie theaters because that'll give me you know more uh you know more money in my bank account <laughs> you know so you know i know george clooney was saying a similar thing about how movie theaters deserve to 
you know, you know, actor movie theaters deserve to stay up in order to be, you know, they're an essential business. Or, well, he he might not have put it that way, but he was advocating for theaters to stay up, which again that might have been to his own benefit because he he does get benefits for his films being in theaters, but you know, um. Yeah, it's uh, it, what well, Noah? Do you have any th final thoughts? Uh, well, I'd like to go see the movies in person, experience all that. I can't ignore the convenience that they would present on streaming services. Yeah. So a bit of a tough choice, but not not a hard one given the current situation of the world. Right. And again, if you want to stay home, by all means, I understand if you want to stay home you know if if you live in florida you were basically an open economy at this point you can go out and do whatever you want but i you know totally understand if some people wanted to stay home you know that is 100 percent their choice um but yeah well we're we're gonna have to wrap this up coming up we've got a story on how well super mario brothers 3d world is doing in game sales Stick around for that.
Listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about the state of movies during the coronavirus pandemic, but now we will finish this up with a more lighthearted story. Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury um, is doing really well sales wise, at least in the UK. We have an article by Destructoid that goes more into detail about this. Um, Alright, so, the Wii U remaster retains top spot for the second week. Nintendo's recent Switch releases Super Mario Bros. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is enjoying a second week of top on, of, on top of the UK charts, having having fitted up, fended off a sales rush from Electronic Arts football simulator FIFA 21. Despite physical sales dropping over 60% on its first week, the Wii U remaster is now uh, handily the best-selling uh, new release of 2021, but we still have a long way to go. The, the rest of the top 10 remains relatively stagnant, consisting mostly of big hitters from 2020. Um, the Nintendo continues to dominate with steady physical sales of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Ring Fit Adventure, while Activision's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Take-Two Interactive's Grand Theft Auto V are enjoying new sales each and every week, banning, um, ban, uh, what was it? Uh, Bandai Namco's Little Nightmares 2 slipped from the top 10 and, after just one week, natural movement for a typical niche title. Um, so yeah. It's uh, it's doing really well, and so Super Mario Bros. Um, Super Mario Bros. Uh, 3D World 3D plus World. Bowser's Fury, yeah, 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, is doing very well in sales right now, and good for them. Uh, I've been contemplating whether or not I actually want to get this game because I've got so many games; it's ridiculous. It's not even funny. Um, Maybe it, it looks like a fun game. And I want to get it really bad, but, you know, I've got other games I could play. What'd you say, Noah? Maybe you should rent it to see if you want it. I mean, I, I probably would enjoy it. Again, like, I I own Super Mario Bros. 3D World for the Wii U. Um, 
and it was a fun game. I never beat it, but I'm sure I'd enjoy it. What really intrigues me about this, though, is the expansion, Bowser's Bowser's Fury. That looks that looks like it's a fun it's a fun time, you know, from what I've seen of it. And I and I want to explore more into like what in the world happened with Bowser and why he's so angry. You know what I mean? Like, why is he huge and all black? And why is it? Why is his pupils gone? Like, why? What is happening? What has happened to my boy Bowser? So you don't know how the first game ends since you never beat it. No, yeah, it, it has something to do with the ending, doesn't it? I don't know. I never played the game. Well, how would you know then <laughs> if you never know, played it? That's what I'm saying. That you're right. It may, maybe it has something to do with that. Well, all I know about it is that Super Mario Bowser. Come out again? The first, I think, the the first the uh, Super Mario well Super Mario 3D World came out a few years ago. Um, during, uh, uh, you know, it was for the Wii U, you know, originally. So I'm sure it was a few years ago. Uh, the Switch, the Switch remastered version or the Switch port came out. Um, a few days ago, I think last week maybe. Um, and but with the Switch port, it came with an expansion called Bowser's Fury, which I think Bowser's Fury, from what I've seen, the gameplay is more along the lines of Super Mario Odyssey and how that game played out. From what I understand, like I, I watched uh, a review on it, and it's basically an extremely long level. Uh, you know, it's an extremely big map and whenever you go to a certain part of the map, it goes for, it goes to a different level, you know, um, and then the big boss of the game is obviously it's Bowser in his new black form. And, and it seems like Mario has like a, a newfound partnership with Bowser Jr. Bowser's son, which maybe that's why. Uh, Bowser is so angry. It's because he sided with Mario. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and there's also like a new cat suit that looks like a combination between Mario's Tanuki suit and Mario as a Super Saiyan. <laughs> you know, from Dragon Ball Z, if, you know, for those who aren't familiar. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, it looks very interesting. I'm still debating with myself if I want to get it or not. Because I'm definitely not going to have a whole lot of time. Uh, I, I still have a lot of other games that I want to play too. And I'm not sure when I could add this game to my list, you know. So since, since the semester started up, I haven't had any time to play much video games. Yeah. Uh, being an adult sucks, doesn't it, Noah? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, rough. It's, it's uh, you know, rough times, rough times. Uh, you know, a buddy of mine's a big is really big into video games and he's had a similar issue where he just doesn't have a whole lot of time to play video games as much. And, you know, um, uh, and it's just some, and I could also say it's, you know, some games, oh, some games I, I just don't, you know, have a passion for anymore. Like online games, for example, I used to play those all the time, but I don't know. I just got, sick and tired of dealing with the people on them you know what i mean it the people on those games on on those online games like made the games less enjoyable for me and so 
I didn't see much of a reason for me to go back and actually play it if I don't actually enjoy it. Um, and you know, the same thing can be is true with certain other games. It's they were not as you know fun to me, or you know, it, it just depends and it varies. Um, but this one does look fun to you. It does. It looks very fun. I, I mean, I, I I love Mario. Okay, I you know I I played the original Super Mario sixty four a lot. Never really be Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, Which Mario games did you beat? I've beaten I, I've beaten New Super Mario Bros, New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii U, uh, the sixty four one. Obviously, I beat um, I I beat the original Mario Bros with the help of the rewind feature. <laughs> um, I beat did I beat Mario Bros? 3? I don't think I beat that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much, you know, most of them. I, I, I I'm, uh, I, I personally, I was a much bigger Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog fan than I was a Mario fan. So I, I've I beaten them. Guess we know who you're on the Olympic team for. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, their Olympic team was last year. We, we still, I think the new Olympics is supposed to, the regular Olympics is supposed to happen up sometime this year but uh yeah what uh but noah do you have any other thoughts on the story uh let's see i might consider consider playing it though i might just rent the game since i don't know if i'll be if i'll play it all the time i might just rent it to just play and beat it oh yeah you use gamefly right when i had the time i'm going to okay well, I was just saying, okay. Well, we we got that. Uh, I'm just asking. Um, was just wondering if you actually ever used it yet, because it Not seems yet. like, you, okay. Well, you could also go to like a video rental place, and they have games too. But thank you guys so much for tuning in on this episode of um, Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HTC's Hawk Radio. Uh. It's been a blast. Uh, we had some pretty upsetting stories and not the best things to talk about. But, you know, we had some, I'd say we had some fun times. It was great talking and getting the news out. Uh, and I'm sure there will be new, more news to come for next week. So uh, we'll see you all next week. And, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. All right, that's a wrap.